Hello, everybody. Episode 12, Weekly Nightly Podcast. This is Andrew. Well, we, this is Carlo. We're still calling it Weekly Nightly. Should we rename it to Bi-Weekly Nightly? <laughs> are, you, are you trying to say that, that we've gone by? No. Well, I'm just saying that we're... Uh, yeah, it's it's two, two episodes in a row we skipped a week. Yeah, uh, and we'll probably be skipping next week because it's Christmas. Yeah, it's uh, it's just the holiday season. and Yeah, it's, it's busy, that time of year. Busy week work. You know, I work, all that I, work in, uh, I work in tech that deals with like retail, like consumer and getting deals on Black Friday and stuff. So my last like, you know, few weeks have been insane. I've lost sleep, uh, worked through Thanksgiving and stuff, but still excited to be doing this podcast. So we got a good one coming up. Uh, first thing I'll note is that we are, um, we're giving away a jersey tonight, but we're doing it on Twitter. So by the time you heard this, the jersey's probably going to be given away, but... Anyways, if you decide to listen to this like immediately after we come up with it, definitely check our Twitter accounts. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So real quick, we're, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff since we missed last week, but um, just wanted to put out a note real quick here first. Uh, this weekend on the 21st is uh, Vegas Jesters at City National again. Um, they're playing the Santa Rosa Growlers and uh, 7.30 p.m. on Saturday, December 21st. And then a follow-up game uh, back-to-back the next uh, afternoon at noon at that's, City National on the 22nd on That's Sunday. crazy. That's, that's like way less than 24 hours turnaround. Well, yeah, and judging by when we saw those last games, I mean, that's not a lot of time to recover from the yeah. ass-kickings those teams give each other. Yeah, Holy it's, crap. it's uh, a lot of uh, organized chaos. Like, I'm still unorgan- convinced that, that... Unorganized chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still convinced that guy on the skates is actually dead. Yeah. Are you going to check out one of these games? I might, actually. It's yeah. Like, it's really fun. Uh, it, it depends on uh, my schedule this weekend. I got to look at it. Um, lots of crazy stuff coming up. But I, if I have time, I'm definitely going to try to catch at least one of those two games. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's it's 10 bucks for adults, 5 bucks for kids. Um, they're having a toy drive this weekend. So bring a toy. And uh, I think you get like a raffle ticket or some sort of thing. Um, yeah. I'm, don't quote me on that, though. Uh, but, uh, hit up uh, Justin uh, or Jay Lomps on Twitter. Um, if you want to know, best of all though, uh, Thunder. Yeah, uh, Boom Boom, Spons- Boom Boom's gonna be Boom there. Boom's gonna be there. So I just realized Carlo shaved, by the way. So yeah, I did. I look like a baby, apparently. So it's not no shave November. So Carlo took that real serious when Tuck got rid of his mustache. Yeah, I t- I was hurt. He had to keep it, man. <laughs> I like I said on Twitter, they should make a rule that if he won, he should have kept the mustache. So. I, I I just. I, I, I wanted him to keep it because he was like a cross between a pirate and a biker. Yeah, it's it's like it's like he looks like a, a someone who just like gets his own food in the wilderness, you know. <laughs> or or at least manly stuff. He, he catches fish with his bare hands. That or that same kind of facial hair could also just signify that you're a hipster and shop at Whole Foods. Okay, that that's true. <laughs> that which he probably does actually. Oh, uh, speaking of which, I saw that uh, one of my one of the people I follow on Twitter saw um, Cody Eakin at like a Marshalls or some random like, oh, department yeah, yeah, store, yeah. and all I could think is I'm like, all right, first of all, props to a guy that's making almost four million dollars uh, a year shopping at like a department store, but secondly, props to him for also buying what looked like a camouflage snuggie. Yeah, that was that was uh, Amanda, Amanda. Yeah, uh, uh, Twitter Amanda Nicole or something. Yeah, I believe she's also in the whole group of teachers that yeah. go to a lot of the games. Uh, Which is a uh, yay for teachers. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, the biggest sin in that picture is uh, Cody Egan buying camouflage joggies. Yeah, it looks like a snuggie, right? A snuggie, it's, yeah. like, it's at least like, a camo fleece hoodie. <laughs> what is he gonna do? Hide in the couch? No one's gonna see him. No, nobody's. Nobody's even gonna know. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways, let's talk about the last couple of weeks of games. Um, we had a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so, last time we talked, I think, was right after the New York Rangers game in New York at Madison Square Garden. Yep. Um, Vegas did real well in that game. Uh, what was it? Uh, 4-1. Yeah. It was... Uh, it was an ass whooping, I thought. I thought they just outclassed the Rangers in that game. There's another Rangers game later on that, you know, yeah, well, well, different results. But uh, and and then after that, we played New Jersey. Yeah. So uh, so let's talk about the New Jersey game a little bit. So that was an interesting game. Um, well, first of all, first of all, it was the first game that uh, Vegas has ever played against Nikita Gusev. Yes. Oh, uh, I still, I still. It didn't come from this game or anything, but that gif with Gusev in the in the bench where they pan they pan on the players on the uh, on the devil's bench, yeah. and you see Gusev eyes wide open, just like staring at something. I don't know. It's the funniest <laughs> gif ever. I don't know. So he he was he was held pointless that entire game. Yeah, I thought he was invisible. That he, game, he was absolutely honest. invisible, yeah. and and he's kind of been invisible for yeah. the Devils all overall. <laughs> yeah, but the, the interesting there's a few highlights in that game though because it was uh, Chandler Stevenson's first first game, game ever. Yep, first game as a night as a night, not ever. Um, scored scored. That, so that marked. All the forwards that made their debut as a Golden Knight this season, they all scored a goal. Yep. So it was Cody Glass. He was his first game as a Golden Knight. First yep. game of the year, scored a goal. Mm-hmm. Nick Waugh, on his first game uh, as a Golden Knight, scored a goal. And yep. now Chandler Stevenson scored a goal. Yeah. Now we still need Nick Haig to score. Yeah. Well, he's not a forward. Yeah, no, so. I know. I just I really want to see him score. Yeah, he's he's... He's, he's gonna get it. He's gonna get it soon. He's had like, his chances. I I'm, I think he's gonna play next game uh, because of the illness and stuff. Well, and, and I noticed that a, a lot of times there there was somebody standing in front of the net deflecting his, yeah, his shot. Yeah, I'm wondering shot. like I'm wondering if some of those they even needed deflection. Like what, yeah. would that, what would he have just scored if they didn't deflect? I think he just needs a little bit more confidence in his, the offensive side of the zone. And he's getting and he's, there. He's, he's looking there. a lot yeah. better. Um, way, like him and Theodore, I think is gonna be a like. A staple in this team for years to come. Yeah, for sure. You know. So, so aside from that, um, so th- this is a back and forth game for the first half or so. Yeah, because the Devils scored first, and then Stevenson uh, tied the game, and then later in that second period, uh, Jasper Bratt scored. To yeah. which, so going to the third, we were down to one, and then Jonathan Marchessault happened. Yeah, and and Marchi was a. Uh... Quite, quite the angry little guy. Apparently, uh, it, it's almost like um, it's almost like he was left home alone or something. Yeah, because uh, he went in all alone and scored three goals in a row. Natural hat trick. That was Marcheseau has been on fire uh, that stretch, uh, and it's he was he was in a long drought too before this stretch of scoring he has. Yeah, he was he was having issues all season. You know, he even acknowledged it. I yeah. I, I think uh somebody even wrote an article about it and quoted him saying, you know, I, he's hard on himself because of it. Yeah. But you know what? Like when when he's scoring, oh my god. It, I, and we'll talk about the Vancouver it's, game, but Yeah, especially when everything's clicking and you start you're starting to see that with the Golden Knights where the players that you're expecting to score are scoring because now Marsh is scoring. Carlson just scored a goal just recently. Stone finally. Stone scored. 
Pacioretty's on England fire. scored. England scored. <laughs> well, I don't expect England to score, but well, I don't, probably don't <laughs> expect to see another uh, another goal from him for quite so, a while. An interesting fact: uh, when Derek England and Ryan Reeves both score in the same game, the Golden Knights are one and zero. Huh, that's true. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> expect that to change anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, because, because I don't expect either of them to score again anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so so yeah, it was that was a really good game. Um, it was it, it was closer than it probably should have been. Uh, I think Vegas was still figuring out some defensive stuff going yeah. on, but and that was a tail end of a back to back. It yep. was on a three game road trip. Uh, they we, did well though. Yeah, we in that road trip we won against New York the day before, and then we won against New Jersey. And then we have one more against, that's the New York road trip. And then winning those four points, I thought, is was already made it a successful yeah, I, road trip. I did not expect them to get any points out of the New York Islanders at yeah. all. So speaking of the Islanders game, uh, that was also a really close back and forth game. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it was, it, it went to overtime 2-2. Yeah. And I think it was Tuck and Marchie both scored during the regular regulation. Yeah. So, so uh, both teams scored in the second period. There was It was scoreless in the first. Yep. And and then uh, Brock Nelson scored early in the third, about four minutes in, and then uh, Marcheseau, with about four or five minutes left in the third period, tied the game. Yep. And that was that was really key because getting that one point made that road trip even better. A five out of six. A that's... five out of six. I'd take that anytime. Yeah, especially a five out of six with the last team you played being a like one of the best teams yeah. in the league this season. Yeah, a quality team. At, in at their barn and taking it to overtime, you know, just stealing that point. Yeah. I'll take that anytime. And uh, I, I was honestly not sure what was going to happen once it went to overtime because Vegas has been doing okay at overtime lately. Well, but lately, but before that we were doing, yeah, it was real bad. Like other than the Nashville game, that was the Nashville game before this Islanders game. That's the Nashville game was the only time we won in overtime. Yeah. And so, so after that was, uh, uh, or you know, out of that, they they got five out of six points on the road trip, which you know, yeah, like I said, I'll take any time. And didn't technically lose any game in regulation on that road trip. Yeah, so, so good job, good. yeah, uh, really good job by the whole team. And it wasn't just a single person's effort. Well, maybe a little bit. Of it was it was Marshy and Tuck on that road trip. I think it was. Yeah, and then it was them, Tuck yeah. the week before too. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember because the Rangers game that we were just glossing about that was Alex Tuck scoring early. Scoring, I think they scored twice. And that was Alex Tuck on that Rangers game. And yeah, it was yeah. So. And, and then and then the Islanders game, it was it was uh, Tuck and Marcia So. And I know Tuck was the reason why Vegas stayed in it against Arizona the week before too. Yeah. So exactly. Tuck Tuck has been on fire. He's cooling off a little bit at least this week, but it's only been a week. Yeah, and and I think that has something to do with uh, losing Cody Glass too, because they were starting to get chemistry together. Yeah. To be honest with you, Glass and Tuck was Glass playing center was really doing him, like, helping both of them play really well. Yeah, and, and which game was it that Glass went out in? I think it was the Rangers game. It was the Rangers game back yeah. in Vegas. So next, the, the game that no, we're No, 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 it was the Rangers game. Oh, it was Rangers in... In in New York, I think. I don't remember which game it was now. Because uh, it, it was a... Because he got hit by the elbow... By no, it wasn't the Rangers game actually. Was it the Rangers game? No, because it was what's his name Lemieux, uh, Claude Lemieux's son. Who? Yeah, it was the Rangers. Him. Yeah, was that the right? Ra- yeah. But w- which one was it? Wasn't it the one where they got shut out? 
Oh yes, it was the one that they got shot. That's out. what I thought because he yeah, has only the, been out for a week. So yeah, so which which is I knew it was against the Rangers. So I wasn't sure which one. I try, I I, I was, I'm trying to block it off my memory because it was a bad day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I didn't really get to watch the full game. Uh, that game, which we we can talk to right now because this is the next game after the Islanders, the, the Golden Knights go back home against New York, who they played just six days prior. Yeah. So so that game ran away from Vegas. It, it uh, the, the score shows it as being really really bad, but. Really, it was like after the first like half of the game, I think it was the Rangers were up two and and Vegas just started collapsing. Yeah, they just like because I thought the goal the Golden Knights started really strong. They had a they lot. They did. Of it chances. was Georgiev was just yeah so good. He was just shutting down everything. And what can we do when you run into hot goalie? That's what, it's one of those things. Your it's always the backup up. too for Vegas. Yeah, for like, some reason, like they go and they see, they go against the backup and the backup like plays out of their like you know on their head. See, that's why that's the Rangers' mistake in the first game is they started they Lundqvist. played Hank. Yeah, <laughs> they started Lundqvist. So they're like so they, when you start the backup, that's when you know Golden Knights lose. Well, I was glad that it wasn't Hank that was uh, in in net. Uh, at Vegas last Sunday when, when they shut out Vegas because um, at the very least, at least uh, Lundqvist didn't get another win toward his all-time wins because I That's think him true. and Flurry are only about five apart now. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure Flurry's going to catch up to him. Flurry's going to beat him out by this year. Yeah, the Rangers are not winning a lot of games. And, and a lot of the games they are winning are not Lundqvist. It's, yeah, it's, it's Georgiev, which I think they're in a particular uh, weird situation right now where, because I think Lundqvist has a no movement clause on his contract. Isn't his contract almost up though? I think there's like two or three years left, but we can look it up later. But this is this is a Golden Knights show, not a Rangers show. But but the interesting <laughs> thing I will say about Hank is that uh, he's only like a year or two older than Fleury, but his level of play has declined so much faster than Fleury. Yeah, because I think uh, Fleury, their style I think is a little bit different because Fleury. Uh, Start like his career started with his athleticism. Yep. And now Flurry's a little bit more disciplined, a little bit more fun, learning all the fundamentals. Yeah, it's training so, on top of athleticism yeah. instead of the other way around. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of like he's starting to combine the two now, you know. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about uh one of the one of the fun games to talk about the. Uh, Speaking of Flurry. Yeah, so Fleury's first game back after his father died um, was the Chicago Blackhawks at Vegas. So uh, after earlier the season, the Blackhawks finally put a number on Vegas, which was five three Blackhawks in that. Last yeah, one. that was that was the first time ever the so, Blackhawks. So we can't allow them to do it again. No, right? no. So so this is the first uh, Fleury's first game back and. All, up until the very last two minutes of the game, Vegas was was about to post a shutout. Yeah, um, Vegas drew or took some ridiculous penalty. I think it was Chandler Stevenson for interference. Or, yeah, it or was. Something. It was a really soft and, call, to be honest. And I mean, it was yeah. interference, but I've seen worse. You yeah, know? and and so then they they go on the penalty kill and they let a goal in. So in the last like minute of the game, Flurry loses his chance it at was, a shutout. It was thirty seconds. Yeah, it was so frustrating. Seconds, yeah, but you know what? The, the team was awesome regardless. Like that was. I remember thinking because so in the first period nobody scored, and I thought the Golden Knights had. Played the better game, but nobody scored. And it was uh, Crawford playing, who last game when they beat the Golden Knights, 
had a really good game. And he had a really good first period. Yeah. He was playing on so, his head. Like, Vegas so did was... Fleur, so did Flurry too. Oh, yeah. Like, the first few shots, Flurry kind of got, like, couldn't control the few oh, rebounds. I, and I was at this game, and I saw a couple of the rebounds where he just fell over. Yeah. And then, and then they had, like, two different shots. Chicago could have gotten two goals. Like, yeah. um, because the net was wide open and Fleury was literally falling over in the yeah. corner. And, but like whenever they passed it back and tried to make a shot, it just went through the crease. Yeah. And Fleury so got Fleury, so lucky. Fleury <laughs> got lucky early because I think he was still kind of trying to get back. He was rusty. Speed. He even said it he, in the interview. Yeah. Afterwards. It was his first game. He got lucky in the first, but after a while, after like the first half of the first period, he started, you know, getting back into the game. And he, start, he was phenomenal the rest of the game. And Vegas defense was phenomenal at yeah. cleaning up those rebounds yeah. and stuff, too. And, and in the first period, to be honest with you, I was thinking, like, it's going to be one of those games. Yep. Because Crawford was amazing in the first period. Yeah, I was and, like, oh, here we go again. Like, and, then, and then in the second period, floodgates just broke. Yeah, so Smith scored. Uh, and, then, and then Derek England scored. Yeah, and then and then Engo scored off of, like, I, I think it wasn't it Tuck it set was him Tuck, up? It was Tuck set him up. And, like... Uh, they interviewed uh, England after the uh, after the game, and he said something like, "I don't even plan my shot." I, <laughs> he was surprised that he went in or something like that. Yeah, he, he like didn't <laughs> expect it. He was just basically throwing a shot at the yeah, net, and it just happened to go in. He happened to go in, and that completely deflated Crawford because yeah. then then after that it was just over with. Yeah, like, and and this is the game where both England and Reeves scored and. Like I said, they are 1-0. And Carlson and Patches. Yeah, Car- Carlson and Patches already also scored. Yeah, it was overall a really good game. The only frustrating point was that they let a goal in in the very last Yeah, that like, was a minute. very fun. But it was it was a great welcome to Marc-Andre Fleury uh, returning. He got so. a standing ovation when he came yeah. on the ice. That was, like, that was beautiful. Everybody was though. cheering for him the entire game. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was... Really good game to have him come back in. Yeah, and this is also the first game of Pacioretty's point streak. Yeah. So. Yeah, and so Patches scored, and that started his streak, and then um, we'll we'll keep talking about that throughout and the next. And this is also games. the William Carlson goal was also a power kill goal. I remember. Oh, that's it was right. A beautiful passway, Riley Smith. Yeah, and and another power kill goal. So now both both Carlson and Smith have two, two. shorthanded each. Yes. And the Golden Knights have six now. Yep. Which ties the Rangers for the league lead. Yeah, and so. I wouldn't be surprised. The next the next uh, weaker or weakish team, I mean, heck, if there's a penalty uh, uh, that I mean, Vegas takes against Minnesota, that could happen again. I mean, last game against Vancouver, it was so close to have another power kill, but the breath blew it early. Yeah. And I was really frustrated when that happened. Oh, it was so close. And watching Carlson on that on that one was just crazy. I cannot believe that he read that puck that way. Yeah, it Carlson and Smith is li- like seriously like the best two penalty killing pair. So imagine in the league. I, and and I'm I might be biased, but I'm not trying like I'm not like I, I can't think of anybody else this good in the penalty kill. So Carlson's one of the best two-way forwards in the entire NHL, yeah. um, for especially two-way center. Yeah. So imagine the alternate reality where Vegas never became a team. Yeah. Where Carlson would be? A fourth li- playing fourth line in Columbus. Yep. <laughs> or or getting dumped to the AHL somewhere. Like, yeah. It's just amazing how like these guys got this opportunity. John Tortorella, man, knows how to scout talent. <laughs> And knows how to uh, knows how to swear a lot in interviews. That's about it. Yeah. Um. So so you want to talk? Go ahead and talk about the uh, next game, the St. Louis one. The St. Louis game was. This is a um, painful one to watch. It was, it was uh, great for one period. 
Yeah, and I, I had a work thing, so I missed the first period and most of the second. So, so is that why you thought it was horrible? Because yeah. they were... Uh, I heard the first period was pretty good for no, Vegas. The, the first period, Vegas dominated. And Patches got another goal there, right? Yeah, yeah. Patches got another goal there, but they do, they dominated the first period. Who it, else got a goal in the first? Carrier. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so, so yeah, they dominated, and then what happened? Uh... The Blues turned around on the second period to score three goals. Yeah, it, like when you like when you watch the first period, you're like, "Cool, this is Vegas's game. They're control." And then the Blues came out in the second, and they just could not like Vegas could not do anything in the second period. And then the third was just was, goalie battle. Yeah, the third the third was a little bit more balanced. It was back and forth. And and but it was the, like Jordan Bennington played really well in the third. Yeah, I did see the third. Yeah, Tuck had like two different breakaways that Bennington shut down. Yeah, and that could have tied the game right there. Yeah, but the the second period was the most concerning part because the second period was just the Blues doing whatever they want to do, and the Golden Knights can't do anything about it. Yeah, they were just dominant. Like yeah, completely it was dominant. it was it was just that they were like hey. We're going to keep the puck, and you're not going to touch it anymore. So I saw it when it was 2-2 for a few minutes, and yeah. then I had to drive to dinner to meet with coworkers. Yeah. And by the time I got out of the car, just, it was 4-2. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the yeah, hell happened? The, it was only five minutes. Because the two goals were scored like, <laughs> yeah, back, back to back. back. And, it was, and I'm like, wow. And, and, and here's the thing. Once the Golden Knights are down two, and I'm like, yep, we lost this game. Because the Golden Knights have not came back from a two-point deficit all season. And that's a little bit concerning. Um, Wasn't there one game recently that they did? No, they have not won a game when they were down by two at okay. any point in the game. So Yeah, it was, uh, it was just by one with Dallas. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit concerning. Uh, like, in an ideal world, you shouldn't be down two. You, sh- you don't want to be down two. Yeah. But... When you are, you would like to know a team can come back from it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you hope that they shouldn't. That shouldn't happen often. Well, in Vegas, especially so. given their track record of blowing leads. Yeah, exactly. So you'd like to see them which, get somebody else which, to blow a lead. Which they have fixed that though. They have fixed that. So uh, for the most part, I mean. For now. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> so. But yeah, I mean that that was a not a great game. They played. Two solid periods because I think the third was also solid. It was it was even. I thought the third was even. Yeah. Blues had their but moments I, and the Knights had their moments. I don't think that the third was bad. Like yeah. I think the second was really bad. Yeah. The, the first was, was first was good. The third was okay. The second was probably one of the worst periods the Golden Knights have played this season. But if you take the first and the third and then add the next two games, you have eight periods out of nine periods of really good hockey. I guess. Well. <laughs> We can go to the Dallas game. Which yeah, let's is, let's talk about that one. Which is a total opposite yeah, it of was. the Blues game. Because Dallas scored first in that game. Yeah, so in the first period, it was that Dallas was dominating the Golden Knights. It was not even close. It was it was the second period of the St. Louis game, and you just put it with Dallas instead. Where the, the where Dallas, Vegas was St. Louis in that cup. Yeah, that where case. Dallas was just doing whatever they wanted to do, and the Golden Knights could not do anything about it. Luckily, Subban was standing on his head that first period. Yeah, that, that should game. have been way higher yeah, than, than just one Because goal. they escaped they escaped the first period 1-0. And that was lucky. You yeah, know? That, and and then the second period 
they, the opposite happened, and the Golden Knights dominated the second period. And, and it was one of those where the Golden Knights did whatever they wanted to do, and Dallas couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, and it was, and it was Stevenson got another goal. Yeah. And, and he was actually the go-ahead goal. Yes. Um, because Carlson tied it up. Stevenson got the go-ahead goal. Um, and, and it was a fantastic second period. And especially for the, uh, against the Stars, because I don't know about you, but when I watch the Stars play, their style this season reminds me of Vegas in year one. They're very forecheck, very forecheck heavy. Uh, I, I except better say, defense. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, because no, because Dallas is more defensive, defense first. Like they're very defensive. They're like Arizona. How Arizona is playing this year? They have. It's, they probably have one of the most active puck moving goalies in the league aside from yeah bishop bishop is good and their defense is really good well and they they figured it out after losing really badly to the stars last time yeah that they can't let bishop get the puck when they forecheck yeah exactly and so they stopped playing that way and And i saw they just move the puck in when i saw they were doing a lot of like high high kind of chips into the offensive zone so Mm -hmm. they would fly in and then slowly reach toward the the goal line but not quite make it so that somebody could forecheck up and they wouldn't have to worry about so it won't hit the uh the trapezoid yeah the trapezoid yeah and on top of that so it wouldn't ice yeah because but the um england and mcnab seem to be doing it a lot in that game where they just lob the puck over to the offensive zone and then somebody could forecheck in and catch it instead of bishop going get it yep yeah it makes sense yeah no it's a lot of smart playing um it was very clear that coaching figured out how to solve bishop and the entire defensive line because, you know, the one person I saw that was still standing out on the stars was Miro Heskinen. Oh, Heskinen. He was is, all over everybody. Heskinen is very good, man. He, it's He's fast, too. Yeah, real, fast. real fast. Um, he's a really good skater. And and this game, third period, the same as the Saint, I mean, St. Louis game. It was an even game. Yeah, except... Jamie Benn tied the game. Yep. And we went to overtime. And Pacioretty with a beautiful goal. Oh, beautiful. It was also a it was on, great pass yeah, from Shea Theodore. Theodore. Oh, man. So... That it's, was that pass went from basically the the um the dots I think yeah it, it was from the dots it was yeah. from the dots all to, the way to, to the the, the offensive blue, blue line. line yeah it was offensive blue line That's and crazy. then and then it, Dallas also messed up there because well, they were they, trying to make a change right no yeah because they did like once the play stopped the first time Golden Knights made a change and then Dallas kept their players so the Dallas players were tired because they couldn't make a change because. Uh, Stone and Pacioretty was... Well, because uh, it was the O-zone, so they, they were thinking they were going to win off the draw and try yeah. to make the score right there. Yeah. But what ended up happening is that Vegas, Vegas took possession, so they went off to try to make a change and realized that Pacioretty was there yeah. picking up the puck. Yeah, and they couldn't make a change because Stone and Pacioretty was going forward, and so they had to stop. That stopped the change, and Theodore made that great pass. Yeah, it was yeah good game. Really good game. I honestly didn't expect yeah. them to win that one. Um, I was surprised they even got it to overtime, and then they won it, and I was like, "Oh no, that man!" Was, yeah, that was one of the best games uh, this year. Like, not not like us Golden Knights playing well. It was just a really, really good hockey game, and it was a fun game to watch. Yeah, it was like, a very fun game to watch because, like I said, both both teams had their moments. Both teams like it, it, it like played really well defensively, but they also had their chances. Both goalies were really good. It was it was just a good overall game. Yeah. So since Chicago Chicago patches scored, St. Louis patches scored, Dallas patches scored. So you want to talk about Vancouver? Yeah, the Vancouver game just happened last night. Uh, total domination. 
I think. Yeah, and the score doesn't really show it as much as it should. Yeah. Because um, I thought that there were some desperation moves by the Canucks to get a few goals. Yeah. Um, really, that game could have ended up 6-1, 6-2. It was... Like the first period, I think the the the, uh, the score the shot totals were like uh, it was ridiculous. It was like nineteen to four or something like. I that. I think that was the second period, wasn't it? Yeah. The- oh yeah, nineteen to five in the second period, and it was eleven to nine in the first. Yeah, it was nineteen to five in the second period, and that's just it was told. I feel bad for uh, Markstrom. Well, and because Vegas was in the offensive zone in the second period, almost the entire game, entire yeah. second period, like. Like, I feel bad for Marstrom because he looked tired too. Because well, he, they played him on the day before against yeah. the Sharks and he lost there. So like, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't play. It's What's because his face? it's because no, because Demko is hurt. So his backup is Di Pietro, and he, who is I think a 20 year old from the AHL. Yeah, from the AHL, who just barely got called up. It's like it's like when we played Dylan Ferguson that one time against the Oilers. <laughs> That's basically the situation. Yeah. You know, he, he has, that was the first NHL appearance for Di Pietro. Yep. Who, who is, uh, who Vancouver considers a decent goalie talent, by the way. Yeah. But he is still, I he's not NHL ready. So that's why Markstrom played both games, you know. But I feel bad for him because, I mean, like, they did not give him a break. No, no, they didn't. And it was, it was very, very apparent that that was the yeah. case. And, um, and then throughout the Golden Knight... Vancouver, actually, we have the best record against Vancouver. And Fleury has, like, the best all-time record against them yeah. out of, like, any team. We, he has never lost a game in regulation ever in to Van- Vancouver. To, yeah, same with the Golden Knights. Uh, go, be, yeah. We, it, our best record used to be Chicago, but Chicago beat us in regulation earlier this So now this it's year. Vancouver. Vancouver, we haven't lost in regulation. The only time we lost to Vancouver was in a shootout last year. And isn't that the only time that Fleury's ever lost to Vancouver was in that shootout? I think so. But it's it's re- like yeah we have should have played Subban that game apparently <laughs> we 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 uh, we have it we have a really good record in Vancouver I say that now before we play Vancouver on yeah we Thursday. go we, we go there in <laughs> so a few we days, got knock so. on wood real quick <laughs> and I'm hoping that that's just more of what's gonna been going on so but yeah. yeah I mean Holden scored off pass from Stastny in the first three minutes so, of that game so who would you did you expect did you expect that the first the first two goals scored by the Golden Knights is by Nick Holden and Valentin Zikov. <laughs> and, and Zikov was a nice cleanup on a power play. By, by the way, Zikov had a really good game. He was dominant the entire game, and he was all over. You know, one of the things that Zikov does best is board battles. Yeah. So he's, he's big and strong. He is so why. perfect on a line with Cody Glass, who is a disaster at board battles. Yes. Cody Glass, I've, I've watched... Almost like almost every board battle I've seen that He's includes so Cody Glass means that the other guy's gonna end up yeah, with the puck because Cody Glass is just undersized still. He's not. He's not. So when Cody Glass comes back, imagine him with Zikov and Tuck. Oh. Zikov and Tuck is the, just do the board battles, get the puck to Cody Glass, and he'll help you. Yeah, and score. then get in position and yeah, and he'll make the move or yeah. pass it to him and have him crash the net. Yeah, exactly. Um, and cuz he needs to be doing more of that yeah. in my opinion anyway. But we can we can talk about what happens when 
the Cody's get healthy later on. Yeah. But but yeah, Zikov, um his his board battles are awesome. His his um pressure right on the like net and to be the Kachuk style guy yeah. is also very strong. And that was that was a beautiful shot too. Because that was not easy because it was it was point black to the goalie. He had to angle it to hit the roof. Well and the puck rebounded back yeah. down to him. So he basically had to roof it and he ended up doing it inadvertently partially because yeah. of the way the angle of the defenseman stick. Yeah. Because if you look, it goes his his, yeah, I think um, it hit the stick of the defenseman, right? His stick followed up like the, the shaft of the yeah. defenseman stick, and that angle ended up getting it right into the roof of the, the yeah, goal. Yeah, that's uh that was a little bit lucky, but I that was a good goal still. It was it was just a great dirty cleanup shot. Yeah, like and this is like this is the game where Carlson almost scored another yeah, short handed. And stand and <clears throat> crash the net, clean up rebounds. Perfect job for people like Zikov, yeah. Reeves. Um, Carlson will do it now and then, every now and yeah. then. Um, That's how Carlson used to score a lot in the, fir- in the, first, in the first year. Well, yeah, because he'd forecheck the crap out of everybody, yeah. then let the, the, the uh, wingers clean it up and pass it back to him, and he'd yeah. just clean up the rebound. Yeah, but no, so Carlson almost scored a shorthanded goal in this game, too. We talked about it earlier where the ref blew the whistle too early. Well, yeah, because Markstrom had let the puck back out by mistake. Yeah, well, he, try, he tried to cover it with a glove. It's a... The, the puck just slid past it. Yeah. The ref didn't see it and blew the whistle. And it was it was the center ice ref because the yeah. linesman that was down there didn't blow the whistle. Yeah. So it was really frustrating. And you could tell Carlson called the, the ref out on it. Yeah. He's like, because he was talking to him for maybe that, a minute after. That was a guarantee because Marshall was way out of the goal trying to. Oh, yeah. He could have cleaned that up, passed and it to the, Smith, and scored. The, the, he didn't have. Smith was in the box. That was oh, stone. that's right. Yeah. That's right. It was Stone. It, the net was wide open. I mean, he could have gone around Markstrom at that point and scored himself. No, well, Markstrom was way out of yeah. the goal. Because he was, he was on the. If yeah, you're he looking was at the goal, to, he was far yeah, left. He was trying to ice the puck. Yeah. And there was nobody in the goal. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a guaranteed goal. But they, like I said, they blew the whistle too early. and... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still a 6-3 win, but yeah, it was know, frustrating but, to see. But, you know, the power kill. It's not so, really the power kill because it was with Stone, but you know what I mean. So, can we talk for for a second about that Marchy goal that happened oh, with that the, first line? Because that was like a flash of the brilliance of year one first line. That was no-look anything. And, and Carlson Carlson forechecked the shit out of that puck. Yeah, it, Marcia so dumped it to the uh, left corner. Carlson... Just be a defender who was yeah. like ten feet away from the puck. You, you can see Carlson just like speed by him. Like, yeah. It was just, he, he was speeds going by so him, fast. protects the puck with his body, and does a spin move. Then no didn't look even pa- didn't even look to, at Riley Smith. No, no look passes it to Riley Smith through two tape. defenders. Tape to tape. Yeah, tape to tape through two defenders. Smith skates up maybe fifteen feet. No look passes it back to Marchi, who scores on the back door of Markstrom. Yeah. And it was it was it wasn't an easy shot too because it was such it was, a, it tight was a angle. weird angle, and Markstrom actually was able to get back a little bit yeah because the the pass was ice to ice so that's a a little bit more time for markstrom to get back so yeah so it was between uh blocker and the post yeah it was it was it was a beautiful play amazing yeah it was one of the better plays that i've seen that that um that line make this season and the kicker that was jonathan marshall's 100th career goal in the 100th home game of of the the vegas golden knights so uh, there's a lot of weird number stuff that's happened this season um, like Fleury's 58th shutout happened on the same night as the Valiant documentary talking yeah, about the 58 shootings. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's 
crazy. That's yeah, a there's lot a lot of, of weird number numerology crap happening on this team lately. Yeah, but fun. yeah, so so aside from that, Stone finally scored a goal. Yeah, which, which was his drought. Yeah, which was a cool uh, you know two on one odd man rush. Assisted by Pacioretty, who had four points in this yeah, game. Yeah, so Pacioretty had four points because he also had the two goals. The one goal that he had was the same move he did in <laughs> he overtime did, yeah. against um, a Bishop. Which was a really great feed from Stone. Yeah, it, way, yeah. Same, same setup, though. Same part of the ice. Except, except it was Theodore in the Dallas game, and it was Stone yeah. on the... Yeah. So Stone sets him up, and Patches gets like left uh, toward the left side of the blue, offensive yeah. blue line. Grabs the puck, moves forward, goes around a defenseman in the same spot, and yeah, he scores got, in the same way. Also got hooked. Yep. <laughs> he got hooked in both game, both goals. Yeah, so, that's, uh, yeah, so it, it was awesome. And then he scored again at the end against the, the rookie uh, goaltender. Yeah, it was, it was the it was, fastest release that I've was ever a, seen. That was, more, that was more of a Pacioretty shot, a yeah. goal. Like, is the two, the, the deep goal. The deep goals not are, known, are tuck-looking goals. Yeah, Pacioretty's not known for his uh, deeks. So, like, the second goal was more of a Pacioretty goal. Where yeah, because is a sniper. Yeah, he's a sniper. He's a beautiful snipe, by the way, so. But damn, he, he is all around just, like, compared to his start last season, which I know he came in late, so they yeah. were struggling. Well, no, he didn't come in late. Well, he came he in, late. He he came in late in the season to start the season, though, because he was traded, like, during during no. the uh, rookie camp. Yeah, but or, he still started the season. Yeah, but he, but he, he was got still... Hurt, um, he got hurt early. That's what kind of derailed uh, him. Yeah. shook everything up yeah, last season. Yeah, he got, he got der- derailed. He, he started the season with the Golden Knights. And but knock on wood, both him and Stastny have been healthy this season. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so great game. Um I, I still think that, you know, it's I don't actually love that it was 6-3 because I think they played better than that defensively, yeah. too. Fleury, to be honest with you, Fleury didn't have a great game. No, he didn't have an awesome game, but the team the team was out there producing, which yeah. allowed him to not have a great game. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly, because the first goal by Pedersen, I'm like, Fleury, what are you doing? Yeah, he, he slid way out of position. And, but, was, you know, props to Pedersen for cleaning that up. Yeah. Though. That was, impre- Pe- that was Pe- a Connor McDavid style. See, play. Pedersen is a really good player, you know, and you can't. Well, Make all those risk. Wasn't he from that 2017 draft? Yeah, class? he's he got drafted right before Cody Glass. Yep. It it, it went uh, Heischer, uh Patrick, uh, Makar. No, Makar. No, 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 no. Heskinen, Makar. Makar was four. Oh, okay. Heskinen, Makar, Peterson, Glass. Yep. Those are the top six. Yeah, and look at where they all are now. Yeah. Almost all of them are awesome except for Heischer, but it's probably because of the team he's No, it's, it, Heischer's better than Patrick. Patrick's the one's Oh, yeah, I forgot, I forgot about him. Patrick's the one's disappointing. Heischer's pre- pretty okay. Like, he, Heischer would not, be amazing on a different team. Yeah, he's not a... I don't think he's uh, lived up to a number one overall pick, but he's been good. But imagine you, you, have, you have two number one overall picks and your team still sucks. Well, not anymore. Oh wait, no, because Hall was. Uh, I was thinking Hall. You, no, no, now, Jack now, Hughes. now you have another. You so had three. Yeah, you, you might three. have three, depending no, on how this. No, you had three. Oh yeah, because Taylor Hall was one. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So Taylor you had was... three, and your team still sucks. Yeah. So is that coaching? Is that like what is that at that point? I don't know. But anyways, let's look ahead then the to the games that's coming. Yeah. Up. So so what's coming up next? We got the Wild tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow we got the Minnesota. Which who? Speaking of like how we have Vancouver's number, the Wild seems to have our number. Like, we can't seem to beat the Wild. Like, we've beat them once throughout, like, ever. And that was that was early last season. Uh, like, that was when we scored last minute. That was oh, Pacioretty's right. first goal, and we won in the shootout. Yep. Yeah, that was, like, our first win last season. So, hopefully, tomorrow changes like that. that. Hopefully. 
Um, the Wild are very up and down this season. And they're up right I now. I really don't understand that team, to be honest with you. Doesn't it, isn't that team reliant a lot on if Stahl is playing well that, that game? I think so, because I think uh, Zucker's been showing up. Uh, their goaltending is really good, uh, but sometimes they can't score. They're really weird, man. I don't understand the Wild. Their they're PK just, is terrible, though. They're just, uh, for lack of a better term, they're just wild. They are. They're <laughs> quite wild. Yeah. But just looking at their, their team stats right now, their power play is 18%, which, yeah, not funny enough, is 18th in the league. Um, mm. Penalty kill is 77.8%, which is 23rd in the league. So let's hope they... Uh, they take a lot of penalties yeah. tomorrow. Because Vegas is uh, number seven in the league with 22.5% power play and then 10th in the league at 83 and a third percent penalty kill, which would have probably been much higher had they not let that goal in last night. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And in Chicago. And in Chicago. Bastards. And they have um, uh, 20, they're 27th in goals allowed. Yeah. So... so they allow a lot of goals. Statistically, Vegas should be pretty good, but we know that yeah. they've never played well against the Wild. It's the Wild and the Blues that Vegas never plays well against. Yeah, and the Islanders. Yeah, although they got they they did better than I thought they would. In that yeah, last they game. did better than they would, but they, we normally don't. They, I think we've beaten the Islanders once ever. Yeah, but we, to be fair, we don't play them as often as the Wild True. or the Blues. So, uh, so yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow night's game is going to be interesting. Could be a win, could be a loss. I'm just going to... I think that goes with any game. Well, yeah, I mean, I, mean I'm gonna, I think we can win or lose any game. I'm literally going to put that one <laughs> at, at a 50-50, though. Yeah. Um, so, after that... Defense on goal. Do you think... Uh, they've been trusting Subban a lot, so... I, I honestly, I, I wouldn't be upset if they played Subban. So, so, one thing I do know they need to do is... So after that, we there's Vancouver coming up. And yeah, it's Vancouver away, so it's same time zone. It's like a two hour flight, so pretty yeah. short trip. Mm-hmm. Um, Vancouver, they play away. We just saw what would happen against Vancouver. Hopefully, that's a win. Dad's trip. What? Oh, that is the dad's trip. Vancouver and San Jose is our dad's. Is the dad's trip. Oh yeah. shit! So oh, that that is funny that that they're bringing their dad's trip to San Jose yeah, after San Jose brought their dad's, dad's trip. Here, yeah. So my theory is the dad's trip is what won San Jose that game in Vegas. Well, that makes sense. Um, so let's win that that game in San Jose. But what I will say is that I think Flurry gets put in in one of those two back to back games, San Jose and Colorado. Yeah. I think Colorado's the harder team to beat, but I would let I would expect I, them to play Flurry against San Jose. Yeah, cuz the, the way they've been doing it is they're playing Subban on this I don't no, I don't think so. I think I think did they play Subban on the first game? I feel like they have. They played Subban against the Stars, not the Blues. I know they played Subban on a back to both games on a back to back before. Well, they had to with the yeah, when the Rangers was Devils. Out. With with a with and then we had Sparks, so I don't mind actually because I trust Subban to play any of these games. And I would actually like to see how Subban plays against Colorado because he's yes. never played them at least that's, at least not this true. season. That's true. And, I don't think he's ever played them. And I think they I think they would play Flurry in against Colorado again because of the last results. Uh, they kind of want to do a redo of that. Yeah, and I think they probably want to test out the waters to see what it would be like during the playoffs. That's because true. Flurry, uh, because Colorado could be prime for playing Vegas in the playoffs at some point. In the Western Conference, in the W, 
That we'll or Colorado's been floating around the wild card, which could end up playing Vegas. Um, I don't know about that. Colorado's one of the best teams in the league. They're, yeah, but they keep going up and down. And like I said, that central I don't think, division is I don't, good. I don't think they've ever dropped to the wild card spot. They were in the though. wild card spot for like a week. Um, yeah, they're but, back into number two. Yeah, because now that everybody's healthy, I don't think they're going. Because, I don't think so either. I don't think they're But there's the still a card. chance. Um, I doubt it. But, but yeah, I, it depends on if everybody stays healthy. Yeah, I, I doubt it. They were still playing really well with yeah, but they were in the wild card spot when they were playing um, down Rantanen and Landeskog. Yeah, well, I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen though. I think they're one of the best teams. It's between it's between Colorado and the Blues, I think, for that division. Yeah, but again, it, it all depends on who stays healthy and who doesn't, because yeah. your whole your whole season can change if one guy goes out. Because no, I, cause they have better depth now with Kadri and all that. Well, yeah, they have. A, Colorado, so, in my opinion, if they were healthy all season, would be one of the top five in the entire and NHL. Especially the uh, emergence of Kale McCarr too. Oh yeah, McCarr is a stud. Um, you know, you got that. You got McKinnon. You got Rantanen. You got Landeskog. You got yeah. so many good, like talented people. They got Bellamare, yeah. who's a really good fourth line center. Yeah, and um, uh, let's talk about the San Jose game because we we, yeah. we totally skipped two games, but. We don't have to talk about Vancouver because we already talked about Vancouver. Yeah, no, we're good there. Uh, so let's San talk Jose. about San Jose. So San Jose has been is, going through a lot of changes lately. This is, this is our last game against San Jose this season unless we face him in the playoffs. So there's a chance this is the last game against San Jose this season, a very large chance yes. right now at least. Yeah, because they, they have not been pretty well. Although they did win their last game against Vancouver. But uh, they are they just fired their coach. Which we'll talk about more later. Yeah, which could be good or bad for them. Yeah, I don't know. I hope it's bad, obviously. Yeah. But they've been trending down. Uh, they had that run. They had that run where they actually caught up to the Golden Knights. They were point. ahead of them for yeah, one day. exactly. One day. They actually caught up, and people are starting to get worried because the Sharks are trending up. And then they went on another losing streak. Yep. And they're back in the bottom. It's, it's, it's funny because you look at... Uh, you, you look at where the uh, standings are in the Pacific Division, and you can see that Canada and the desert teams are on the top, and the, all the California teams are in the bottom. Yep. And it's, it's just I just find that funny. Uh, yeah, the Sharks are not looking good, but I c- it's a rivalry game, and the Sharks are going to get up to play this game. Apparently, California has too many hockey teams now. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be tough. Uh, Playing the Sharks is always going to be tough, to be honest with you. Yeah, especially at the Shark Tank. Yeah. So it'll be an interesting one to see what happens. Um, It's all going to depend on this coaching now, Yeah. in my opinion. But we'll talk about that a little bit more in a few minutes here. Um, This is one of those games that I really want the Golden Knights to win. Because number one, I do not like the Sharks. Yeah, it's a a, uh, symbolic game for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then after that, we talked about Colorado. That one's going to be a tough game, regardless yeah. of who's in goal. And then they go on their Christmas break. But we'll be on our Christmas break, too. So do you want to talk about the uh, rest let's, let's talk about An- Anaheim away and then the, the Yotes game. Um, yeah. Because I'm very interested on the Yotes game. Um, but yeah, let's also, talk, Let's talk about Anaheim first before we get too far ahead of ourselves. Because Anaheim, also not very good. Except for very, John Gibson. You have a very good goalie. Well, yeah, and and this is this is the uh, the recipe for Anaheim every season is they're outstanding until John Gibson yeah, can't hold them up yeah, anymore. Yeah, because because at the start of the season he, they were they were up on the <laughs> they were number two for like a couple months. This happened month. last year. Same exact thing. <laughs> it's, it's around the same time too. Yeah, they, yeah. It was like, mid November and they're yeah. a disaster because John Gibson can't hold a whole team together for yeah, more than a month. And yeah, a half. exactly. So 
So Anaheim should uh, is one of those games where we should win. Last time we played, we dominated them. Yep. Uh, but like, it's like the thing about hockey though is that even though you're playing better, you don't always win. Well, yeah, and and I mean, look what happened with Vegas against Detroit. Yes. Like a and good team. Good teams. Recently, we just talked about is the Rangers game. Yeah. We got shut out, even though we played like most. Almost more than half of that game, we played better. And then once they got got away, it was just like, well, shit, you know. Well, and this is how good that Metro division is. Is the Rangers are 16, 13, and 4, which is technically better than the Sharks when it comes to... Well, there are more points than the Sharks, and they just have a better record. And they're in sixth place in the Metro. Yeah, they're... Uh, because there's so many good teams there. You got Washington, New uh, Islanders, uh, the Canes, and then they're... They all, they all have more points than Vegas, as does the wild card spot of Pittsburgh, who has more points than Vegas. The, I think the cutoff, though, is the uh, is Philly, because I don't think the Rangers are that good. I think the Blue Jackets are terrible, and I think New Jersey is just bad. Oh, yeah, but but the Rangers are only three points away from Philly, technically. Yeah, but it's 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 That's just the way of, they play. Yeah. It's just the way they... Like, like it's like I said when I, like just just now where hockey even though you're playing better sometimes you win yeah and and you, you every game is fifty fifty like there's a lot of parity in every game yeah but as a full year you can see really who's like like who's better and who's not as, I, as I think we have on. another one to two seasons before the Rangers get all their pieces in place to be really good. Yeah. Because, because they, they have a lot of those pieces now, but they need better defense and they need a, a long-term, like, next level, next generation goaltender. Yeah. Uh, which I think Georgiev has the potential to do that. But, uh, like, the Rangers are not in a rebuild mode. They're just retooling. Yeah. Which is kind of, like, in the middle of, like, a rebuild. They're not really fully tanking and stuff. Meanwhile, nobody knows exactly what New Jersey is doing anymore. Yeah, they're just <laughs> they're just being Jersey. At least they're not Detroit. True, true. So, but they have so many good players, and they're still close to Detroit in points. I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. Under, I don't understand it's either. like they're... Uh, they, it's got to be. And, I don't know. And then let's talk about Arizona. Yeah, who is, so... Who is first in the league right now. I mean Pacific. First in the, in the Pacific. Pacific. I was gonna sorry. say, isn't Washington first no, no. in the league? Yeah, by by a large margin. Like <laughs> stupid. Like by like at least five <laughs> and, points. And then Washington's gonna win the President's Trophy, and then and then get and then, bounced in the first round. Yeah, because <laughs> every time they win the President's Trophy, they lose to Pittsburgh <laughs> in the first round. Yeah. Happens every time. Yeah, but the problem is, is that it, that was always because of Flurry, and now Flurry's here. Well, and Crosby. And yeah, stuff. that's yeah. true. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting game with Arizona because it's the first time we're going to face them after they just acquired Taylor Hall. Yeah, this is going to be fun. And uh, we'll talk about the details of that in our, yeah, uh, our later so segment. So, Arizona is a really good team, and then they added, like, a, pretty much a superstar. Yeah. So, so that should fix any low-scoring issues they've had well, because they've been a very low-scoring team but a very low-goals-against team. Yeah. So, now they should be a medium-scoring team. So, here's the thing about Taylor Hall, though, because everybody says he's a superstar, and... He won the Hart Trophy just two years ago. But I think he's a little bit overrated. Because I don't think he has... He's, he's not a he's, defensive he's not, forward. He's not, he's not bad. I'm not saying he's bad. But he is not a Hart Trophy. He had that one really, really, really good year that won him the Hart Trophy. But I don't think that's him. I think he's a little bit lower than that. Well, and he's not a Selkie-style guy either. Yeah, he's not a Selkie-style guy either. But he is, he's, a good, he's a good player. 
Oh yeah, he will but, add scoring depth immediately. But he is uh, he's gonna be paid like he is a heart trophy winner. And like I said, I don't think he is a heart trophy like player. How bummed do you think Arizona is that Phil Kessel hasn't done anything? Ooh, that's well, Hall's gonna help out on that because he is a playmaker. Well, well and, but, and and watch him enable Kessel to be really good. Yeah, exactly. That that they could they could be onto something there. They could be onto something there. And I I posted their top six uh, on Twitter earlier, and it's starting to look good. Uh, especially with Hall in there. Where does Kessel sit in their top six? There, he, uh, this is just projected. He's gonna be right. He's playing right wing with Taylor Hall. Who's left? Uh, there's Keller on the second line on the left wing. There's uh, uh, let me see. Let me see if I can. What's could, that guy, other guy's name? Uh, uh, Schmaltz is in there. So there's yeah. There's there's there. So the, the, they, it's they just, to really look good. So yes, it's Hall, Dvorak, Kessel. Oh yeah, Dvorak. Yeah, and then and then Keller, Stepan, and Schmaltz. That's pretty good top six. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's I don't think it's elite, but it's right the level below that. It's pretty good though. It's really good because it's not Vegas's top six. Yeah, I think Vegas top six is still better. Well, yeah, and look at Vegas's top six when they're all clicking, clicking. And yeah. Although although there's one person in that top six who's not really performing as well as we hoped he would. Stasny? Stasny. Oh, he's not in the top he's six. He's not right top now. six right now. Exactly. So you have Ste- uh, St- Stevenson in there. So you plug it in, and it doesn't look as intimidating as if you have the name of Stasny in there. Yeah. And but if you put Glass in there, maybe. And Stevenson right? has been actually pretty pretty incredible. He's, yeah. sco- he's gotten he, four points in seven games. Yeah, he doesn't have the same reputation as the name I mentioned for Arizona, but he is playing really well. Well, and it's very, very clear that uh, that McPhee, having drafted Stevenson to the Caps year, yeah. a couple years ago, sees something in him that is much larger than what the Caps had plans for him. With, yeah, exactly. Um, it's kind of like well, he could be William Carlson two point oh. Well, well, it's very clear that he's better than what he was what the four, a fourth line center because look at he scored two goals and had two assists in seven games. Well, to be fair, he did when he scored a first goal. He was the fourth line. True. So, <laughs> so true, uh, but he basically and, just took the puck and carried and he, it all the way. And he, and scored. he has played in all, uh, in three of the four lines in Las Vegas. Yeah, he's just not played in the first line. Yeah, because why would you break up the Carlson Marshall Smith line? That's that's Turk's like favorite line. Although I'm convinced that Patches is plug and play with any line at this point. Yeah, he's Patches is just Patches really is the best player but, on this team so like, far this year. Yeah, exactly. And him Stone Stone too is like he just quietly there assisting a lot of all of patches goal him and patches chemistry is really good right now which is hilarious because they were such rivals before exactly this, that's this it's, it's my favorite unpredictable ro- bromance my yeah and my, my favorite thing about last night's game is that usually you can always tell what patches is saying what because the, the camera always pans to him yeah. when he either whiffed on a goal and didn't make a goal yeah. and you can see him say fuck or you see him score, and he says, fuck yeah. yeah. Well, this time, he just like smirked, looked at Mark Stone, and and you could tell he said something, and I'm assuming it was along the lines of, I can't believe that goal worked twice. <laughs> yeah. Because, it, because yeah. it was literally like, the same goal. Because he was yeah. laughing, like, and you usually just see him say, fuck yeah. This this time around, like you can see him, he was like, he, he looked confused, and he was looking at Stone, and Stone just comes over and starts laughing with him. Yeah. I think he said something along the lines of, I didn't think that'd work again. Yeah, Patches and Stone's bromance is, like I said, it's like I did not see this coming. Like, if you asked me like two, three years ago, I would not expect No, that. I would never have said either of those guys would be on the same team together. Yeah, because 
if you, obviously this has been already said a billion times, but Patrick played for Montreal, Stone played for Ottawa. They had that really intense playoff series, you know, rival teams, and they don't like each other, and now they're like best friends. Yeah, and, and and one other thing to know is that hashtag expressive Mark Stone is one of the best Vegas-related hashtags out there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, and last night after... My favorite thing is when Mark Stone score, scores and does an angry face. He's, he's always angry, though, for some reason. Yeah, but then sometimes he, he like just has like no emotion at all, and he's like, eh, I scored, whatever. Yeah. That, by the Small way, fist yeah, bump. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, that was Pacioretty at the the power play goal at the end of the game. Yeah, when when he scored that, he literally looked like he's like whatever. I don't yeah, because it was the game's over. By yeah, then, yeah. So he, it was like what twenty seconds left. Or it's something? just so funny because those guys are like such team players that they yeah. only really care about goals that contribute to the outcome of the team. Yeah. Once they're like once they're like well ahead of the go ahead goal, you literally watch their sellies and they're just like, eh, cool, right, cool, yeah, we go, we won. But when it's like a game tying goal. With 0.3 seconds left, oh man, they just go wild. Oh yeah, well like that the was Nashville game. Yeah, that was one of the most amazing things I've seen on yeah. this team. So, anyways, that that covers the the last couple weeks of games and the upcoming couple weeks because we're gonna take a break next week for Christmas. So we'll probably be back. I'm off the week of New Year's, so we'll probably be back that week in yeah. the studio. Um, so let's talk about a couple of wolves and and miners and other prospect updates real quick here. All right, number one, Dugan's still good. We can move on. He's still very good. So it's going to continue to be good, I'm assuming. It's probably going to win the, the Hobie Baker. It sounds like he's... Isn't he on track to like break a record of some sort yeah. for points in a season? Yeah. It's uh, Paul Correa's record, I think, or something like that. So, yeah. He's going to be a stud. And he was a fifth-round pick? Fifth round, yeah. Uh, I won't... I, so, college... Uh, the college season normally ends before the NHL. So, if... They, if they sign Dugan, I expect him to play maybe a few games if the Golden Knights clinch their playoff spot and all that stuff at the end of the season. Because I don't expect him to play a lot of Wolves games because I don't expect the Wolves to make the playoffs this season. And he's not eligible for playoffs this season, right? Yeah, he's not eligible to play in the playoffs. It's kind of like the same as White Cloud last year. Cause, uh, Wait, I think it's a, a little different because we own... Dugan's rights. Well, I, think, sure. I think he is allowed because technically Gusev would have been allowed, but then the biggest one is that Kale McCarr would have been allowed. Or yeah. what did play Mc, in the playoffs. McCarr play, yeah. I think it so, is. Yeah, I think he is allowed. Because imagine you're imagine coming to a team like as a really good player, but then like having your first games for a pro NHL team be in the playoffs. Ask McCarr, he did it. And he scored ask, and he was actually good. asked Theodore, he did it too. That's for Anaheim. Yeah, but it, Oh, he did for Anaheim. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say he didn't. He was in the Knights the whole season. Oh yeah. Yeah. He did it for Anaheim. That was before, before Golden Knights appeared. That's what that's what they've been doing with Theodore. Ah. So there. so there is a chance we might actually see Dugan in, yeah, in the we'll playoffs. See. And we'll see. Right. Uh, we're really deep in forwards. So. <laughs> but it, would you, you know, say Cody Eakin is still on the team by the trade deadline and into the playoffs, and he's not playing well still? Would you bench I mean, him for Dugan? I mean, you. You still have Stevenson. You still have Waugh. You, you still have Zikov. You have Glass. Would you bench um, Zikov for Dugan? Uh, right now, no. Right now, because Dugan is unproven in the NHL yeah. level. So I would not, be, especially in this organization, organization where they don't like to rush players, especially on the playoffs. Yeah, I feel like you know? Makar was more of a unique scenario because he's a defenseman. Yeah, and he is a... 
superstar. He they he drafted Hobie Baker. He was fourth. Yeah. He was picked fourth overall, and he his pedigree was up there. Dugan is a fifth round pick. He uh you know it's 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 a little bit different. You know it's still stick. You could say it's a double standard. It just but, seems really surprising to me at this point, given Dugan's performance, that he was picked so low. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it he, was there was uh, Jesse Granger wrote, wrote a story about yeah, why that happened. Yeah, pretty recent too. Yeah, so it it's just scouting and opportunities he wasn't given, and people just didn't see him. A lot of scouts didn't see him, so that's why. Well, yeah, and and it sounds like uh, you know, it it was a matter of or kind of a circumstance of where he was near where yeah. he grew up and what it's, teams he played for it's kind of like the same situation as uh Dorofeyev in russia where he, uh, he was developing in a really weird remote area of russia so there's not a lot of scouts that saw him yeah so yeah yeah so imagine uh, of all the people that didn't pick dugan now yeah exactly it's it's all there it's it's that's a testament to our scouting department and and just you know just finding all those gems because we have a lot other gems like Lucas Elvinus. He's still playing really well in the AHL, even though the Chicago Wolves are not doing very well. Yeah. Elvinus is still putting up points. Yeah. And wasn't you know? Elvinus an even lower pick? Oh, uh, no. He's a third round pick. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, both those it, guys. It, it, they're same draft class. So had had both those guys performed like this or, or that scouts had seen them perform like this, they yeah. could have been first rounders. Could be. Yeah, uh, Jake Lecision was a sec- first round talent, but he got hurt. But uh, Lecision, I, I was hoping that he'd pick it up a little bit more by now, but yeah. he still hasn't. He is he is developing. He is getting better. Like I said, the Wolves are not very good right now. So hopefully by the end of the season, uh, those rookies, those like six or seven rookies in the Wolves by the end of the season kind of picks picks it up like cotter jones you know uh lecision all those guys yeah and we have uh uh we still have pete and krebs and uh the libertoire uh who got cut by team canada but they, they at least got invited to try out basically yeah they did get invited to try out krebs still has a chance to play next year he he is under a like under a like no not underage. What's the what is the term? He's uh, of the age where you could qualify. No, no, he's like he's he's he's, he's under twenty. Yeah, he's under twenty, but he's like the, the rest of the players that got selected is a little bit older than him. Yeah. So he he's only eighteen. So normally a lot no, normally Canada selects the older kids over the younger kids. Yeah. So Which is why, what happened actually. I think that's why Krebs and and the fact that he is recovering from his injury. Yeah, and Deliberator is just it's, gonna age out. Yeah, it's disappointing. This is the last chance Deliberator was able to play for Team. But Canada. there's another underdog that's become quite quite a name. Exactly, out there as another, well. it's another gem that we found. Uh, uh, we drafted basically the we drafted misfits. Yeah, essentially. yeah. So, so, Seville is in Team USA. And uh, and he's going to be the backup for Team USA. Yeah, uh, over uh, with Spencer Knight. Spencer Knight. Yeah, Spencer Knight. Still salty. Can, we can didn't really, get that guy. Can well, I just like his we, name. Yeah, I get it. But if we got, we wouldn't have got Knight. We wouldn't have got rid of Krebs. But it's hard to really dethrone Spencer Knight. He's one of the top goalie prospects. Well, Knight was actually already picked a couple spots above Krebs. I'm no, I, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, talk about in uh, in in Team USA. Yeah, that's why Seville is just a backup over Knight because. Knight is one of the best goalie prospects in the world, not just in yep. Team USA. 
Yeah. So, but that's really, really that's great really to see Seville as the backup. A because, seventh round pick. Yeah. So it's he's another gem that we found. He played in Alaska. Uh, diamonds in the rough, man. Diamonds in the rough. He had a really good uh, training camp here in Vegas. Yeah. Too. So and then and he's doing really well in the U, uh, USHL right now too. And then Team Russia. Team Russia has uh, our the aforementioned Dorofeyev. Yep. And Ivan Mozarov. If he's a real person, uh, gonna be in Team Russia. Speaking of Morozov, though, I joke around all the time that he's not a real person because you don't. Because the thing about Morozov is that his parent team in the KHL is uh, SKA St. Petersburg, who is the same team where Shipyshev and Gusev. Yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't that like all of our other? Yeah. So, so the the thing about Morozov and SKA is like SKA is really treating him like crap. He he keeps they keep sending him down and up, even into back to juniors there just to the AMHL, and he's not really getting any ice time. Couldn't couldn't Vegas just sign him to the AHL? So here's the thing. So he has a KHL contract, ah, uh, but it expires after the season. Oh, so, so we might see that happen. So what I think is, if he's really frustrated with SKA. I can see him sign a contract with uh, the Golden Knights, and he's going to be playing with the Chicago Wolves next season. As long as J.P. Barry's not his, <laughs> yeah. his his manager or his yeah. his agent, because um, that that hasn't gone well. Yeah. With, with when whenever J.P. Barry is uh, <laughs> in charge yeah. of a Russian Golden uh, Knight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dorofeyov is a different situation. He's a he's uh, a year younger than Morozov, and he just signed a two year extension with his team, which is. I can't. I can't remember. It's it's the, it's the one with the wolf logo. Is that the one that's metal something? Yeah, like more more court. Yeah, Mortor. It has the word metal in it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So I don't melt melt a lock or something like that. Yeah, some I'm, Russian yeah. thing. But yeah, he's just so I don't see him. I don't expect Dorofeo for another at least until that contract is. So over. we could see what you're saying though is we could potentially see Morozov in the uh, in AHL. real life. In, in real life, in the we can, AHL, we, he he can prove to be a real person and not a uh, KGB spy, and potentially see uh, Deliberator in in the AHL at some next point. next season. Uh, he's done with his junior. Uh, he's gonna be over. He's gonna be twenty, so he he could be in the AHL or the ECHL. It depends on the roster spots for the. Well, Wolves. and and he technically could just stay in and play, keep playing college too. Well, he's play- is he playing in college? I thought he was playing in juniors. Quinnipiac. No, he's at Quinnipiac. Oh, yeah. He can stay in college. I thought he played in juniors. Never mind then. I'm thinking of someone else. He, no, oh, just... I'm thinking of Cochran. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. That, that's, um, no, he he went the college route like McCarr. Okay, okay. So yeah, he's yeah. been at Quinnipiac. Yeah, he can, um, yeah, he can stay in college, yeah. Because he was at, he, I think he started last year at Quinnipiac, or maybe it was the year before, but he still got a year or two left after this okay. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the same, he's the same situation as Dugan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it, yeah. it's interesting to see how a lot of these go because you either take the college route or you don't. And and yeah. most players, if you're good enough, you definitely do not. Yeah, um, and, and George McPhee encourages actually to take the college route because that's education. Well, and yeah. didn't he take the college route? He did. With, uh, he went to Bowling Green, right? Yeah, he went to Bowling Green, wa- also won to Kobe Baker. Yep. So and then, there's that. Yeah, and, and so he's big into the college. So is uh, Paul Stastny was a big one. for. He went to yeah. University of Denver. Yes. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of players. Patrick also did. Yep. Yeah. He, a I, lot of Americans. Uh, Tuck. Tuck, too. 
Yeah, Tuck went to Boston College, I believe. Yep, he did. And or was it the other BU? One of he went to Boston one University, I think. He went to BU. Or something. He either went to Boston College or BU, and his brother went to the other one. Yeah. Where his brother plays hockey. His, right, bro- his brother Luke is going to end up as a prospect in the next yeah. year or two. I I still wanted the Tuck Tuck Goose man. It's, it's <laughs> I wanted the Tuck Tuck Goose line, and it's never going to happen anymore. Well, Damn technically, it. it still could. I'm sure uh, New Jersey's going to be looking for some draft picks back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's let's move on to the roster. Uh, so real quick though, the, the have you watched any of the Wolves lately? A little bit. They're, they're not the, doing very well this they're season. They're not. Uh, they are. They were just last in the Central until last game. I actually watched last game. Uh, Nick Nick Wall won with a beautiful overtime goal. But and then they moved up two spots because there's three teams that are like on the top on the bottom end and they're just yep. going back and forth. And I will say this is what happens and, though when. Um, when a lot of the highest scoring players on the Wolves got um, either moved or or left the team la- um, over in the offseason, like Daniel Carr, or who or, then just got sent back to the minors, by the way. Oh, he's been up and down. He's been yeah. between, but he's been really good with Nashville, to be honest. Yes, with you. but uh, uh, or get promoted to the NHL. Yeah, like Hagen Glass. Well, but, and Glass is more of a difference maker during the playoffs since he didn't play yeah. regular season, but. They're doing badly this regular season because like, Haig isn't there. Because like, let's look up the Wolves. Who they lost? They lost Hika. They lost Carr. They lost. Uh, they lost M- Masic. Technically, they lost yeah. Peary for half the season. Yeah, because Peer- they had Peary. Yeah. in the start of last season. Yeah, they did. Um, and and the, and then speaking of Daniel Carr, the Milwaukee Admirals is way ahead of everybody in the Central Division. They're like the best and, team. In, and that's who Chicago just played this past weekend. Yeah, and we, we beat them in overtime. <laughs> Hockey, right? It's a dumb sport. Right? <laughs> Hockey is weird. Yeah, and okay. So, so yeah, anyways, uh, so good to know. Wolves might miss the playoffs then? Probably. Uh, they did start. I don't, I don't see them making the playoffs. It's going to be really tough this season. But you never know. Yeah, we I never mean, know. They could turn it around. Like I, mean, I said, look at St. The, Louis last year. Yeah, well, this is... AHL. True. Uh, and they have Dansk. And Sparks. Sparks is... Yeah, it's, yeah it's, Dansk and Sparks has not been the best. And it, but, like I said, if the rookies turn it on, it's later half of the season, then they might have a chance to make a run. But Who was the backup goalie for for the Wolves last season? I'm, I'm, like I say. Yeah, I was running a blank. Yeah, he's, with, he's playing with Boston right now. So uh, did Boston, he... the, the, the Hershey. Hershey, they're playing... He's playing in Hershey. Boston's oh, the... affiliate. I thought Boston's affiliate was the Providence Bruins. That's what I meant. Providence. Oh. Hershey is with... Philly. Philly, yeah. I was going to say, I'm like... Because I'm like... That's Her- what I... Hershey's what Philly because Scranton is... Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pittsburgh. That's what I meant. Okay, anyways. So, um, just quick, some roster updates. So, we already mentioned Fleury's been back since uh, the Chicago game at, at home last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big controversy... Zikov. The Zikov controversy. All right, so we said this in another podcast, and I know Carlo uh, posted something on Twitter, and then uh, our buddies Eric and and, uh, and Dave were posting stuff on Twitter, and people were just ripping everybody else to shreds over this. But you know what? If you think that there's a difference between Zikov, quote-unquote, cheating... And Schmidt, quote unquote, cheating based on the facts that we legally are allowed to know as part of the collective bargaining agreement. You're fucking wrong. There's no difference in in how that was, other than the way that the team treated the player. I mean, like I'm not. I don't want to spend too much time on this. Uh, the whole Schmidt and Zeke thing. I'm not even gonna touch that because everybody has their opinions on that. But here's what I think about it. I applaud 
the Golden Knights for giving Zekov a second chance. I think everybody because, deserves a second chance. Yeah, because he cheated and he got what the league mandated punishment yep. for doing what he did. He got it. Yeah. He served his time and that's it. You should move on yep. because that's the punishment for it. If he does it again, I think it is 80 games suspension. Well, yeah, it's the same thing as like breaking the law and yeah. going to jail for six months for something and then getting out and they're like, yeah, you're all good now. Yeah. Now, everybody still looks at you like you're not all good, but yeah. technically, according to the law, you are all good. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what happened here. Yeah. So, so yeah, and for for all because oh, I I already I already ranted about this on Twitter, so I don't want to I don't want to spend. <laughs> and too much I did time not. I stayed it. out of it because I've been busy at work and I didn't have the yeah. time to argue with a bunch of people who weren't. I wasn't going to change their mind. Yeah. Because the people that are super adamant that Zikov's a cheater and Schmidt are not are the same type of people that hate Subban no matter how good Subban plays. So yeah, because people like it doesn't matter if they did cheat or not. They serve their time, and and that's what the league is. The the punishment they got. Is what the league decided was deemable to that punishment, uh, yeah. to that to that crime. Not cutting them, not kicking them out of the league. This twenty game suspension. You so know? I will say, however, that I think that when the CBA comes up for uh, its uh, renegotiations in a year or two, that I would like to see this the way that they handle this change because I think that us as fans and as the public and as people that are both you know mentally slash emotionally slash some kind of way financially invested in these teams deserve to at least know a little bit more detail than, yeah. oh, we think they cheat. Yeah. Like, tell us why. Tell us and what PED you think it was. I don't think that that's fair that they don't tell anybody. Because then you get the whole story of uh, Kuznetsov doing a bunch of cocaine and getting allowed to play. Yeah, three, he only got suspended three games. And that was only because they caught him on video. Like, they don't even test for that. They don't do a hair test for coke. You could, that would be so... And, yeah, it's just... It's frustrating and, because... And another argument by people is the uh, "quote unquote" optics it shows to the team. I'm 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 gonna tell you this right now. Month from now, nobody's gonna give a crap. Nope, everyone's gonna forget about this. And I'm pretty sure everybody people, was. People people might make a jab about it, like joking, like trash talk, like Sharks fans gonna say it, but nobody's gonna care really. No, and and it, I it all I saw so, was celebrations on Twitter after yeah, Z scored that goal last yeah. night. It's the the whole optics thing. It's totally overblown. Yep. Like, if you look at the NFL, and they have players get caught doing PDs and steroids all the time. On top of beating their spouse and yeah. stuff. You, 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 don't, you don't see that on teams. For example, the, the Eagles' Lane Johnson got caught PDs a few years ago. Nobody talks about it anymore. It's overblown. The only thing people still keep talking about is the Michael Vick thing. Yeah, yeah. That's the but only thing in football that people will not drop. That and any controversy that the Patriots as a team have ever. Oh my had. God! Let's let's let, let <laughs> we're digging ourselves in a hole. Let's let's move on. Anyways, let's so move on. so aside from Zikov, uh, Roy got sent down, back wah. down. Or, wah. Yeah, wah. I'm holy crap. I was reading this in text. I I say wah every time except that one. Um, Higgs been sick with the flu. Um, Glass and Eakin still out with the Cody's. Uh, we you want to talk about what they're gonna do after when they're healthy? Because the, the teams are the teams are playing really well right now. I don't know who to take out. Technically, who do you want to take out? Uh, they might try sending Cody to the AHL for a little while because which Cody? Because, well, Cody Glass. <laughs> okay, I was just because they can it. because he's waiver exempt. Zekov is too. 
Well, Zikov, Zikov technically is not. He's played well, enough NHL games. He he no, is but, because nobody's going to touch him. No, 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 no. He already cleared waivers. Right. So he has 30 days and, and uh, or 10 it, games it, before that, he does. Right, right. But it, but not yeah. infinitely. Cody Glass, yeah. you could send up and down as many yeah. times as you want. Yeah, but like I said, like you can send Zikov back now. And so they'll probably... Yeah. And, and they have rosters. Well, they don't have to send anybody down. They, they only have... They, they, they have... If you don't count the two Eakins, out of two Eakins, two two Cody's, you have twenty one players on the roster. Yep. You don't have to send anybody down. No, but they will because of their cap issues. Exactly. Um, but what I will say though is this might refresh an opportunity for Cody Glass to be back at the center, second line center. Yeah. And move Stevenson to fourth line center. Take out Reeves. Fourth line center. Uh, take out Reeves. No yeah. Put no no check as a winger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and put. Put Reeves on the bench, I guess. Yeah, maybe one or two games. You know, the, his play style is very taxing to his body. He's been I, playing okay lately. He's been playing okay. I'm not saying he's bad, but but I think that he could use a rest. Yeah, and I also think that that would give. Yeah, I mean, he scored a goal just recently, so you know. Yeah, but I, every goal that I ever see Reeves score, it usually looks like he wasn't even expecting it to really be a goal. He's just like, I'm gonna throw this at the just net. like England. Yeah. <laughs> they literally are like, you know, somebody said something on Twitter the other day, and this is the last thing I'll say, and then we can move on to our, our last fun segment, stuff. Yeah. But is um, Revo, somebody was like, what if you just, you know, paid him the league, you know, a million dollars or so a year and the moved general? him as, and, and, and started, started training him as a defenseman? Ah, uh, no. He's not the most defensively responsible forward, though. So I don't know about that. Playing but defense. It, so, but playing, if that was his main role. See, He's already he's already what thirty three. Yeah, but he could still help move the puck I, a little I, bit. He's kind of quick ba- sometimes. That's a bad idea because playing defenseman, playing forward is totally different. Yeah, because playing defenseman, you're more read, you're more reading the play than gen- generating the play. Granted, you're reacting more than actually you 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 know you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I do know what you mean. I, I'm just it's thought a it was totally a, different position. I thought it was interesting because you there are players like um, Riley Smith's brother who. Who play both positions? I think I think I think moving from defenseman to forward is a little bit easier than yeah. going going the other way. The one that I will say that could be a forward today is Shea Theodore. He could yes. he could easily yeah. be a forward. Be, I mean, the Sharks have two of those in their team. Well, yeah, and they they <laughs> both have produced shit this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so here's our uh, our favorite part the uh, the final uh, the final part of the oh man. The, before, uh, before we start, we missed two weeks and whoa. Boy. <laughs> yeah, like, what the heck? So so this this might go a little more than five minutes. No, we, we're going to keep it at five minutes. All right, we're going to talk really fast. We're going to keep this five minutes, but we're, we're, we're strict at this. We're, we got to do this, okay? All right, we're going right. to talk really fast then. All right, all right. You, you start. I'm going to start the clock. All right, so five-minute one... major news from around the NHL. No. All right, so Taylor Hall to Arizona. So we talked about this a little bit. but Big news. just happened today. But a crap load of different stuff had to go along with it. Like oh, my God. So Three prospects? Three prospects, and let's talk about the, the draft picks, because so, that's a little bit more complicated. So the first round draft pick is a guarantee unless somehow Arizona ends up um, picking it's, top three in the draft Yeah, lottery. It's lottery protected. That means if Arizona ends up with a top three pick for some reason this season, it moves to next season. The first round pick is still there. It just moves to next season. Yep. And then there's a there's a, uh, a third round pick, a... Uh, What's the word I'm no, saying? No, it's a second round conditional. No, 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 it's third round conditional. Oh, it was third. So it's a third round conditional. There are two scenarios that can make uh, that can upgrade it. One is if they re-sign Taylor Hall, and two if the Arizona Coyotes 
win a a uh, a at least a one round. playoff round. Yeah, just one, one just one playoff round. If they win a playoff round, it triggers. So if if one of those happen, it upgrades to a second round uh, second round pick. If both of those happens, it upgrades to a first round pick. Now, what would happen though if both? Oh no, that's they figured it out. Because if both of those happen, yeah. it's it's actually impossible for them to yeah, get exactly. first through third in the because, lottery. Because they made the playoffs, they won't be in the lottery. So Arizona so protected yeah. themselves from basically if Taylor Hall completely grenades their entire team, they still protected yeah. their first round pick. Yeah, no, unlike what the Sharks did. <laughs> Unless their lottery pick ends up at number four. Yeah. And that would just uh, totally Well, no, them. no, because... No, because they can't be number four because you're gonna if you because unless they tank re tank really really bad and they're last in the league, you won't be number four. Because yeah, so yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Next one. We already spent two minutes on that one. All right. So Lindholm. Oh my God. Okay. So uh, Oscar Lindholm uh, diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna be out for the rest of the season. Uh, I hate cancer. Cancer sucks. I lost my grandpa to cancer. Yeah. Nobody likes cancer. Fuck yeah. cancer. So I. All-star voting is just happening. It's happening right now. When you guys are voting for your favorite Golden Knights players, I encourage you guys to go to the Metro Division and vote for Oscar Lindholm. And he's eligible and going to be... Yes. He's in well, the you, can, you can do off... But if he's not there, you can do an off Oh, you can do like a write-in ballot sort yeah. of thing. I encourage you... It's just, I just want to show support to him for what he's going through. For sure. Yeah. So our, our prayers to him and his family... And yeah, good luck to hope them. he gets better. Yes. Um, next. All right, next one. So Thornton, quote unquote, killed uh, Mrazek, <laughs> and so basically uh, they got in a little scrum where uh, Mrazek took a swing with his stick at Thornton, and Thornton turned around oh, and throat punched him I'm so not lie, fast. I'm not gonna lie to you, Mrazek should win an Oscar for that because that was amazing. Yeah, it was it was such an embellishment, and it was yeah. hilarious to watch because you could tell Mrazek wasn't that hurt. And yeah, because he came, back, he didn't even leave. No, <laughs> he got up and got back to net. And, and they even made fun of it the next day. In <laughs> in the the Canes made fun of Mrazek on in their own practice the next day by putting. A little like you know crime one of, scene, yeah, one of those thing. crime scene like it's, body out. It was hilarious, and and Thornton's face when he when Mrazek went down was priceless because he was, he was so shocked that like, yeah, he's like, "Are you serious? Are you like, serious?" <laughs> all right, so final one. Hilarious. This is this is the big one. Is um more, more all, coaches. Got. All of the coaches were fired, so we know about Babcock and Peters. We talked about them in the last one, but since that, then, Montgomery, Jim Montgomery of the Dallas Stars got fired for nobody knows exactly why. I heard a weird rumor from somebody that knows somebody that he was sleeping with somebody who wasn't supposed to, but that's besides the point. He got fired for inappropriate conduct of some sort. Then after that... It's the big one for the Golden Knights that care is the Sharks fired their coach. Pete DeBoer got fired. The clown. For, for, but he got fired not for doing anything wrong, like, like you know, saying the N-word or anything bad. He yeah. got fired for underperforming. For uh, hockey reasons. Yeah, he got fired for hockey reasons, which probably was Doug Wilson screwing up his entire roster. I mean, he also... Is at fault because I, we were talking uh, about this off off uh, Rick uh, off the podcast. Yeah, where Pete DeBoer was so stubborn with the system, he didn't change anything. Compared to Turk, when the Golden Knights were struggling, he changed his system. He mixed up the lines. DeBoer was so. It did stubborn. take him a while though. It did take him a while, but at least he did it. Yeah. Well, if he didn't, then he might be in the same situation. Yeah. Well, I don't. Well, I don't think so because I think Turk has like a year or two of leeway. Yeah. But I anyways, think so too. DeBoer. Especially their power play, they keep because they have really good defensemen. What they do is just been shoot from the blue line and hope for rebounds. Yep, that's been their system this whole season. It's not been working. No, and and it's and because of that, lots of breakaways. 
Terrible goaltending too. Yeah, and it doesn't help that you know Doug Wilson kind of screwed up the whole entire forward like roster. Yeah, it doesn't help when your goalie is Martin freaking Jones. My apologies. Whoa. Well, well, Siri didn't like Martin Jones either. Yeah, exactly. So I I think that's it then. That's it. That's it. That's our five minutes. All right. So uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, it's a little bit longer again this this uh, one because it's a bi-weekly nightly. Yeah, the bi-weekly, bi bi nightly, bi weekly bi nightly, bi nightly, bi nightly. So on that note, um, tune in to uh, to Twitter to see more from from either uh, Carlo and I. So I'm Andrew, also known as at Choi underscore AJ on Twitter, and I am Carlo. I am some dude eighty eight. Uh, check. Check out our uh, posts on Twitter. Yeah, right? definitely check out our uh, contest that we're going to be posting here with this uh, with this podcast. So um, if you missed it, maybe we'll have another one in the future. It's actually something I'm giving away from my personal collection, so maybe not. But anyways, till next time, thanks for listening. Bye.